0: Hi, I'm Sally Lucas. Our staff provide the best value for your holiday experience. Contact us today on 49298600 or visit our website, travelonking.com.au, to create your dream. Our
1: Friday would not be complete without a very delightful young lady joining us. And she does it with such grace, elegance, and style, Sally Lucas is talking Travel, Good afternoon.
0: Good afternoon, and thanks for the intro, Mark. I look, think that might have been a bit over the top, but never mind well you know i 'm practicing <laughs>
1: If I practice on you, I can take it out there in the real world. Yeah, look it's true you 've been out in the real world recently you
0: 've back have. from a, a nice holiday in Greece. I have well, I went to Greece and Oman with my husband, and so what I thought this week we 'll talk about Greece um, because I went to a couple of parts of Greece, which will probably take up the whole program, and then i 'll talk about musket next week which is most interesting and mysterious so that'll be something to look forward to for next week now the island i went to oh by the way this was a return trip 30 years ago was the last time i was in greece long time between drinks long time between drinks and that was for our honeymoon so there you go so one of the islands we went to then was Ithaca now Ithaca is an island to the northwest of, of the mainland of Greece um, if you've got your little maps or th- out there you can have a look it's near the island of Kefalonia which is about the fifth largest island of all the islands in Greece and just north of that further north is Corfu which maybe a lot of people have heard of Corfu so it's on that western side whereas most of the islands in Greece are generally of course to the south and to the southeast. So this is very different because all the newcastle greeks almost not all show greek population not all the newcastle greeks a lot of the newcastle greek population comes from this island of Ithaca. so what happened of course greek greece suffered dreadfully during both world wars and australia was quite important in assisting greece during the wars and particular Ithaca was involved in this period and because of that and then in 1953 it had a massive earthquake where just about every building was damaged there's very few most buildings actually were, were not even retrievable and you know some were just retrievable so there was a mass exodus from Ithaca because there was nothing there that they could do workwise or anything you know unless,
1: you're, unless you were a builder
0: yeah well unless you're a builder of course and I guess that takes time after an earthquake as well because most of them were really fishermen you know, so they weren't qualified, I guess, if you like, to, to be builders. So we have a large contingent here. Some went to America, some went to um, South Africa, but most of the people from Ithaca ended up coming to Newcastle. So it's got a real strong attachment to Nova and to us having been there before. It's an interesting island as well with its history because it's supposedly where. Homer, the famous poet of the era of the 12th century, was supposed to have had his school of poetry and his writings there, and where he wrote his stories about um, the Odyssey and the Iliad of Homer. So they've got what they call the School of Homer, where they are saying it's still an archaeological dig in progress, if you like, where where the people believe that this was really the home of Ulysses and the home of Homer. Well,
1: we can dare to dream.
0: But we went there and we saw some ruins and it looked all pretty good. Now, the island itself is a very hilly, very mountainous island, which is why there's no airport on it. So to to get to Ithaca, you can either go to Greece and get a ferry up from there, from mainland, or like we did, you can then get a connecting flight from Athens to Kefalonia, which is a lovely island in its own right, and then it's just a short little ferry ride, or you can get a water taxi which takes about half an hour across to the island. You do need transport while you're there. I mean, there are some buses go from the main port of Varsi, which is the capital of Ithaca, but it's also under the jurisdiction of Kefalonia, the county of Kefalonia, because it's such a small island. It probably has 3,000 or, or, or less inhabitants on the whole island. The town we stayed in was Stavrock. And it overlooks a bay called Poli Bay, which was quite delightful and a lovely little town. The difference about Ithaca, I guess, to a lot of the other islands is it is not touristy. You, you're living, you're mingling with locals, so it's it's wonderful. So you sit down, you're having conversation with local people. Or a lot of the people that have left come back regularly for holidays. Like I was chatting to a lady from Melbourne, you know, and she's, she's you know, they, they come back every year. But a lot of the people don't go till July, August, because that's when all the festivals are. So there's more on than all the South African all the new, all of them they all come from everywhere and just celebrate for the whole month or two on if they cut around that time of the year We were there, as I said, May, and the weather then is really pleasant, so it's before it gets too hot, which is my favourite time of the year to go to Europe anyway. I think it's before the season starts, so it's not as busy, number one. But number two, you you don't have the heat and you don't have the crowds, so it's all good. And usually everything is cheaper because the season hasn't hit yet. So meals, accommodation, everything is a lot cheaper.
1: Gee, there's Sally's hot deal for the day right there. Right
0: right (laughs) there. So it's a lovely island. You do need, as I said, we hired a car, and and with the car we covered. But a, a, oh, really just about everywhere on the island that we could. Some wonderful townships. The clarity of the water, if you're looking at that brochure at the moment, Mark, mm-hmm. is just like what you see there. It is, you can just see through to the bottom. You know, it's just the clarity of the water is unbelievable. It is so pristine.
1: I've got to say, it uh, does look very stunning, and I haven't been able to take my eyes off the brochure, but ha- how large an island are we talking? It's one
0: you know? of the smallest uh, islands, actually, actually. Um, in the Greek island group, and one of the smallest that's inhabited, so it's probably only about—I oh, know it's about 17 k's from we stayed in Stavro to Barfi. So the whole island's probably only around 30 k's long, roughly, and it's sort of got two, if you like, peninsulas or, and with a little narrow a strip or an isthmus connecting the north and the south of the island Um, a lot of historic villages which are beautiful quite high up so you get fantastic views looking over to kefalonia etc and as i said no cruise ships sort of call in there whereas you go to the other islands there's always cruise ships banking up etc a little more difficult to get to but if you're looking for something that's a little bit more remote not as touristy the people are friendly it's just it's just, just a delightful island to go to.
1: I'm kind of picking up that vibe from you, Sally. If you're not sort of wanting to go to the touristy touristy places, <laughs> yeah. it might be for you. And it has its sort of peak and off-peak season, so you can pick your poison there
0: also. Well, you can. I mean, yes. basically, most people don't go there in winter because a lot of the um, resorts or the small hotels choose to have a break and close down in the winter months, which would be like December, January, February. Generally, the main season, if you like, to go is from April to October or probably even May is better. It'd still be a little bit cool in April. Like, even when we were there, you still get that coolness of a morning and evening where you'd need a light jacket, but the days were like early to mid-twenties, really pleasant travelling conditions, so that was excellent. Lots of great walks you can do on the island. My husband did one of them a couple of hour walk from one of the mountains down to this little village called Keone and Keone is delightful. It's this lovely little U-shaped safe harbour and it's a lot of the yachties go there now, so you find it's quite a port for people joining and doing sailing around the Greek islands and there's township of Keone and the other one is Frickes beautiful little villages with lovely little restaurants right on the waterfront. And then the main town, as I said, is varthi where you get, um, you know, more vessels coming in there because it's, it's the main port and the larger port. But the smaller ones are great. Like, it's only like two kilometres down the road or five kilometres down the road. And when
1: you're talking a, a 17 by 30k uh, island, you can pretty much get around to see a lot of it, can't you? You
0: can. And that's what's delightful about it, I think, is that there's, you can cram quite a lot into your stay there. Like we had a, a week there um, and, you know, that was quite sufficient. I mean, some people might say they only want four or five days and that would be okay as well. But like anywhere, you don't really want to stay any less than that or you're not going to get a real vibe for the place or, you know, get to really see it. Well, you'll
1: miss out on something. You'll be at the, the airport, airport leaving and someone will say, oh, did you go and did see Did you go the, and see
0: such and such? <gasps> no, did no. you go to that museum? Did you see that, you know, uh, ruin or that church? Or, uh, and we stayed just two streets over. We missed it. Yeah. But anyway. L- 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 lovely island. But what we'll talk about next, of course, is the complete antithesis of this island is uh, Santorini. Just back from that
1: fantastic holiday through Greece. I'm very envious, Sally, I've got to say, very much so. I'll save you pennies. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be
0: happy to Yeah, take care of you if you like, so uh, no worries cool. there.
1: We'll do what we can. Now you've got lots of other information in front of you. What have you got for us next?
0: Well, after um, Ithaca, we went back via Kefalonia, just transferred and had just one night in Athens because I've been to Athens a few times, so I didn't want to spend my time in the cities this time. It was really for the islands, so we just overnighted there. But we stayed in a lovely little hotel called the Hotel Plaka, which is probably only probably round about a three star, smallish rooms, but lovely, adequately furnished. Had a nice brekkie, and and the bonus of it, it's got a rooftop bar which looks straight across to the Parthenon.
1: Oh, that's magic. That's magic right there, isn't
0: it? Yep. So we took day shots, then we took night shots and, you know, we were right in the thick of it and that was just fantastic, I must admit. Tell
1: me about the breakfast.
0: Oh, it was a bit of everything, actually. Um, It was a good breakfast. Like, you had fruit and you had cereals and, you know, there was a range of um, hard-boiled eggs and cold meats and cheeses. You know, it was a nice... Content, but it was a, you know, quite a substantial continental breakfast. That's better than I'll make for myself. Oh. <laughs> I'll wait till I tell you about Santorini. You'll die. <laughs> I'm just coming to that. So anyway, then we flew down to Santorini and, of course, you can get ferries if you wish to do that, but if time's not on your side, then flying is obviously the easiest way to get round the islands. The main township township sorry is called Fira and the other townships are Fira Stefani, Imeroviglia and Ia are the four main villages or towns on the island. Um, Now Fira it's well this island was once a volcano and it was the largest volcano that has ever been recorded on on the planet earth recorded. It was the shocks were even felt as far away as Los Angeles. That's amazing. And this was before we inhabited Ireland. Yeah, I'm going back centuries. It was way back, way back. They have had other earthquakes since, but this was a major one. So it blew the island to bits. And so you're only left with this one piece, if you like, which overlooks what would have been the caldera, which is now the, the big harbour, which is supposedly, I think, hundreds of feet deep because it was once this volcano. So the rest of it's sort of under the sea now because it all collapsed and went underneath. So you've got quite spectacular views because it's all, everything's perched up on a Cliff. So all your accommodation is, is whitewashed with little blue domes. And it's just very, very picturesque. Um, and again, well, here it's a lot more commercial, should I say. We had cruise ships in every day. Um, one day there were three cruise ships, another there was one, and there was um, the Windstar, Roger I had on from the Star Clippers, Windstar a few weeks back. Um, yeah, I meant to tell him that. One of their or two of their vessels were in there while we were there, and we were only there for three nights. So it does get quite busy, and again, we weren't there in the peak of season, but it was still busy because of the cruise ships. So Again, I would say avoid it in July, August. You would The crowds would be immense. Um, and again, as I said, prices go up. Um, always in that peak season or when cruise ships are around. So,
1: but Maybe wait till September now.
0: Well, yeah, but don't leave it any later than that because then it's starting to get too cool again. You know, so.
1: so climate-wise, what, what are we expecting when we're in Greece? Well, we as I
0: said, if winter people don't go because, as I said before, a lot of the places shut down and have their break, um, basically everyone goes between May and September as the main time. You could stretch to, say, April to October, but from October a lot of the places close down. Um, some stay open, but you're not going to get the lovely weather. It wouldn't be swimming weather. Even at this time of the year, The water. people think the Mediterranean's warm all year round. No, it's not. It has a winter. It has a definite winter. And because it was still only spring, like spring here, our waters are still quite cold. Um, we don't get warm water running till about halfway through summer. So they're, they're the same. I mean, it, the water was chilly. I didn't... I think I... My toes in twice, and that was about as much as I did, (laughs) except for the pool at where we were staying. So, we were staying at this beautiful little uh, villa called Renos Villas. And why I selected it, it was only about two flights down. Because if you're staying at some of them, you can imagine this big cliff, all your accommodation is steeped down to the bottom, so you could have hundreds of steps if you don't pick. The right up, down, up, down, and then even walking between the villages and the shops, it's all steps and cobblestone streets. So very comfortable shoes. Be very careful with your walking so you don't trip. All that sort of thing. Um, Rain, it would be you know be very dangerous. Luckily, it didn't rain when we were there because it would get quite slippery. The views we had were just straight out over the caldera. It was just brilliant with our own little balcony. It was just just stunning. And this particular property serves a three-course breakfast. Deliver it to your table, freshly cooked, freshly squeezed orange juice, the most beautiful orange juice you've ever tasted. And each day it varied. It could be crepes of some sort, it could be eggs done some way, it could be, then you'd get um, a little salad or something with feta cheese, and then you'd get a dessert. Can you believe it? For breakfast. It was the most amazing breakfast I've ever come across in my life. Um, Now, the other town well worth visiting as well. And also, right down the bottom end, there's this wonderful archaeological dig at Akrotiri. And this is an amazing, absolutely amazing. It's considered one of the the best in the world because they didn't think they'd be able to find it because it was all gone, buried under... The volcanic eruption, um, but because it was buried in ash, not lava, because it was such a huge explosion, all the lava really blew to smithereens, and then it was just left because it went up so high in the atmosphere, a level of ash just came and covered everything. so we went to the museum in fear, and my God, some of the they 've put together like some of the frescoes, some of the pottery, and we 're going back. <laughs> centuries centuries and it was interesting because they worked out from the drawings it was a matriarchal society it was ruled by women oh hello yeah and there was a a, a, an area a house called the ladies house and the only pictures of men were depicted naked fishing so they assumed that the men only lived outside they weren't allowed in the ladies house they lived outside they did the fishing. And the women and the dress, like, no-one thought that they made such jewellery or so advanced. So they were far more advanced than they realised in... in, There was even, like, a gold-coated little statue of an ibex, and they didn't think they'd even known anything about smelting. You know, so it's really an important dig. So if you're going to Santorini, not only go for the romantic side of it, but... yeah, this was such a fascinating prehistoric city to go and visit and it's all under roof when the roof costs 63 billion euros to make sure it doesn't get decimated or it gets degraded any further.
1: Mm. Really looking after the history, which is, which is fantastic. Yeah. And, and you were able to learn a little bit more when you were there.
0: Yeah. Sure. And as I said, it's, Quite a lovely island. You do again you can walk between Fiera, Fira Stefani and Amirovilia. They're quite close little villages. It's a bit further to get round to EA, and EA is where they say you get the best sunsets. But really you get because of the way where it faces, it faces west, the main accommodation in all these towns. You're going to get a great sunset from no matter where you are and it is quite spectacular
1: sally it sounds great we do have to pause there just for a quick moment we w- do and we'll come back and uh, wrap up with your greek holiday love it because sally before you get into your hot deals we were just talking about some of the temperatures <laughs> that you were experiencing on your some the of other the destinations trip. yeah
0: yeah well can i say to people don't be stupid like me <laughs> um don't go to the middle east any other time except winter, because it is too damn hot. And you're the expert in this field, so... I know. What and the you... only reason we do this is because we've got friends there, and we're tacking it on at the end of where we want to go specifically for the good weather. So like Greece, we wanted to be there, as I said to you, out of tourist season, mid-20s, but we went to Oman, and it was 47, 48 during the day. That is crazy. And then a few years ago, in we Dubai, it was July, August, which is even hotter. It was 54.
1: 54 degrees Celsius. Uh, no, thank you very much, Sally. Amazing.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll sort it one year. They said, You've just got to come and visit us and forget about other countries and come in winter so we can show you that it can be really nice. We can get 25
1: degrees. <laughs> yeah. I think I can. I think I can. I some think hot, I can. I think I can. Some hot deals out at the
0: moment? Yeah, look, I just thought I'd include a sailing one um, in Greece, things we've been talking about Greece today. Now, this is from Santorini to Mykonos with G Adventures. It's a sail they've, got on at, they've had on at the moment as well, and it's a, a yacht adventure, of course, to one of these beautiful island destinations or around a few of the beautiful island destinations could I say, you sail for eight days on a yacht that's about 52 foot um, and you do hiking, snorkelling, relaxing, explore archaeological sites, tavernas, you know, dine locally. Um, so that that's a really nice one to do. And they've also got another one doing the Dalmatian coast in Montenegro, which the Croatia, of course, is supposed to be, I haven't done that yet, It's supposed to be a wonderful cro. Um, cruise area to do right down that coastline from Split to Dubrovnik and then also Montenegro as well. So there are a couple of good ones that they've got at the moment so remember Gid.
1: And Sally you've got some more of those hot deals you want to tell us about before I let you scoot out the door today. You tried leaving but I I said no, you must
0: come back. I tried to get out but oh never mind. Anyhow we have for Backroads Touring their 2018 Tours of Europe are now on sale and they do have discounts of up to $1,000 per couple on select 2018 tours. There's about 10 tours that they're available on, so just check that with your agency and Backroads have those discounts available. Um, you have to book, though, and pay in full by 31 August. Um, also, Insight Tours have got some lovely uh, discounts as well on a selection of departures still for this year, and they're all guaranteed. They're all definite departures, and there are different savings, again, will vary, uh, and, and that's valid till the thirty of June on a whole range of tours of Europe as well. So keep that one in mind if you're still travelling this year. You can save up to just under 3000 per couple on certain itineraries. If you're interested in a fly cruise, valid until 30 June. Fly to... Um, Las Vegas via Los Angeles, you get a night in LA and then you get a seven-night cruise on board Carnival Miracle from LA return down to Mexico, and then five nights accommodation in Las Vegas. Uh, this departs the 29th of July this year. It's 13 nights and it's under 3500 per person. There's another great one here, Croatia and the Greek Isles. It departs on the 7th of October. Now, this is flying into Athens uh, via Doha with Qatar Airways. You get two nights pre-cruise accommodation in Athens, a 14-night cruise on the Queen Victoria from Athens to Venice. We're doing some wonderful ports, Mykonos Roads, Heraklion and Crete, Olympia, uh, Dubrovnik split, and you end up finishing up in Venice. And then you get one night a stopover accommodation in Doha as well. And that's valid also until 30 June, departing 7 October, as I said, and it's under 5000 per person. And there's another one here. Let me just find it. It's an inaugural voyage to Australia departing 24 august next year this is 2018 but this offer is still only available till 30 june and it's a maiden voyage on the majestic princess one of the new princess voyages and it's sailing from um, asia into australia so you're going from shanghai into south korea hong kong down into Vietnam, Singapore, Darwin, Brisbane, Sydney. So it's a 22-night cruise and two nights pre-cruise accommodation in Shanghai and your airfare. And that is only from just under 3200 per person for 24 nights. You think 22 nights on the cruise, that's all your meals.
1: That's everything. That so, is a, that's an amazing one.
0: And there's one last one, if I can squeeze it in. Please, um, And this is for Asia Escape Holidays. It's also valid till 30 June. So what you're doing with this one, you fly with Virgin from Sydney to Perth. You have two nights in the Perth Crown Towers, which is a five-star hotel. Then you're doing an eight-night cruise from Antle to Sydney on the Ovation of the Seas, which is a wonderful vessel. Um, you've got all sorts of dining options on board included. They have Jamie's Italian. They've got rock climbing walls, casinos, outdoor movies, roller skating, rinks, basketball, Dodger Cars Circus School and more.
1: You'd never leave Is there more? <laughs> you wouldn't want to leave.
0: No. So, an inside cabin on that is starting from under 2500 and a balcony cabin from just over 2500 for a 10 night fly cruise package on the Ovation of the Sea. So, all good stuff, all plenty out there. So, lots of good deals as usual, Mark. Sally, you
1: did say you'd bring in some hot deals. I'm having a look through some yes. of those now. They look very fantastic. Thank you for coming in.
0: Thanks a lot. Thank you, Mark.
1: Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle.